Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's April 4, 2019 and this is episode 656. Today I'm going to share with you a conversation with Jeff Brown who was originally a a Royal Navy photographer but perhaps more important in the context of this conversation he's a marketing guru and expert in using LinkedIn and we are going to have a conversation today and literally Jeff shares a myriad of invaluable tips and tricks to help photographers make the most of the LinkedIn platform. In our conversation we mention a number of website links so If you want to just click on those, you can visit the blog post for this episode at mbp.ac slash 656. I'll also include a link to Jeff's LinkedIn profile, so if you have any questions you can go and ask him directly, or post them in the comments for the blog post and either of us will get back to you as necessary. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jeff Brown. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you, Martin. It's a pleasure to be on. No, so it's it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this. And so we're going to jump in and talk. One of the main reasons that I'm looking forward to this is because you're obviously a, an expert in LinkedIn and you, right. you have uh, a lot of stuff that I'm I want to know about as well because I although I use LinkedIn I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not using it to its full potential and I right. and I know for a fact that you are so I've been looking forward to this Fantastic So tell Fantastic. us before we jump in into more detail on LinkedIn tell us a little bit about yourself who who you are and you know how you got interested in I know that you were in the navy and you've yeah. um all sorts of stuff you've done like 750 weddings is it it's That's a, right, yeah. a pretty yeah. amazing track record. So uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, so basically a, a condensed of my background, I uh, joined the Royal Navy, um, served as a, a, an aircraft engineer for three years then transferred to the photography branch because the photography branch, you've got to be, um, you've got to have a rank to be in it. It's something you can't join. Um, went through a series of interviews, training, uh, to become a Navy photographer, photographed quite a few members of the royal family in very high-profile jobs. Wow. Then um, did that for a number of years. Then I was uh, sent to work for the intelligence services or with the intelligence services as a as an analyst. And during that time, I started doing a few portraits for people because I was the only photographer on the on the actual base. Yeah. Um, and started doing uh, weddings on weekends, and then. Um, to be honest, I wasn't too keen on the job because it was it was all underground bunkers work. You didn't see any daylight. You didn't get out much. Uh, so I put my notice in. I decided I was going to come out. And because I'd done a few weddings, realized I could earn quite a decent amount of money doing a wedding. And so I left. And then another friend who was a, a Navy photographer from the same area as me, Sunderland in the United Kingdom. Yeah. He left about six months after me. Um and we were both given, you're both given money by the military to resettle yourself to be a civilian. Yeah. And instead of spending money on photography training, we spent money on marketing and learning how to market a business. Hmm. And consequently, by 2000 and 
eight, we had five photography businesses, each, <laughs> do, each doing a very high volume of money, uh, being very successful. But it wasn't because we were amazing photographers, because we weren't amazing photographers. We were just standard, but we knew how to market the business. Mm. Uh, and then for a series of things, I, I lost like £120,000 in a pub venture, which went completely wrong uh, in 2014, moved to the countryside and then a re-established focus on marketing, which is my training business as an online business, because I'm in the middle of nowhere in the countryside and it's a much better um, job for me than than, than uh, being in the studio all the time because it works with my sort of my life. And I help photographers in about 21 different countries around the world. I've got a following of about 60,000 on social media yeah. and it's just growing all the time. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a great track record and pedigree as they say. Um, so I, I'm curious, uh, are you, were you on Google plus? Um, I am, to be honest, I've got, I've got a Google plus account, but I don't use it. Probably oh, okay. my, main, my three main platforms are Facebook, Mm. which is getting harder and harder, obviously, with the organic reach. Mm. I do get a lot from uh, YouTube, uh, but probably my biggest platform has to be LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I get a phenomenal amount of work from LinkedIn. That's brilliant. So, yeah, no, I was I was going to ask if you're sad to see Google, uh, Google Plus go, but if that wasn't your main platform, then obviously not. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I had a – my largest following was on Google Plus, but – um, I think I had fifty thousand, fifty-five thousand just there, um, wow. but but it's uh, it's all going away, and it, I'm not too sad. I mean, it's been it's just been what a big spam machine for the last year or so, anyway. Yeah. Um, every time you post anything on there, you get loads of porn sites and things that linked in, and you can only catch so many of them. And it oh, was God. it became a really nasty uh, a nasty place to be. So I'm actually quite happy that it's going away. Um, well, yeah, well, sorry, that's one of ahead. the exciting. That's one of the exciting things about LinkedIn. I mean, I don't know if you you know, but Microsoft bought LinkedIn. I think it was last year for a phenomenal amount of money. Um, so that's one of the reasons. You know, if you if you're a photographer and you're not on LinkedIn, you need to jump on. And it doesn't matter whether you do like what you do for you know wildlife tours and stuff like that, or you're a wedding photographer, portrait or commercial. You know, I've got I've got clients in every single imaginable niche, even people who are ice hockey photographers. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, so diverse but their clients are on linkedin and at the, at the moment there's 660 million people on linkedin and it's growing um massively every single day so mm. you know microsoft wouldn't have spent that much money buying linkedin if they didn't see a huge future in in, in the platform yeah i didn't even know that um but yeah i i've really not been i've had a linkedin account for so many years i can't remember um and it's always been one of those things that I've I've had the account and I I post a, a notification that I've got a new podcast out each week, and um, and I I do talk with people on there. I, I have a little bit of um, you know exposure uh, through LinkedIn, but I I couldn't even tell you how many followers I have. I wouldn't I wouldn't even yeah. I wouldn't even know where to look. Um, so I mean what. What is it that's so special about LinkedIn, uh, you know, especially for photographers? Well, I think one of the key things is, um, first of all, the, the demographics of the people who are on there. So with LinkedIn, um, you, most of the people on there are high earners. Mm. So the average wage earning um, on LinkedIn is above 80,000 US dollars. Mm. 
So you, you haven't got your Groupon type clients. You haven't got your freebie hunters that you get in like Facebook groups and stuff saying, mm. you know, can you do me wedding for 200 quid? <laughs> you've got people, you've got people who, who seriously value photographers and what they do and are prepared to pay the money for it. Now you've also, and that's from a business point of view, but you've also got guys who are successful businessmen who have daughters who are getting married, who have wives who've just had babies who want photographs of babies. Yeah. You know, see so everybody, every conceivable client is out there. Mm. Um, like I'm just, like, I think I told you before the interview, I'm just started working with a lady who, who does photography tours, but the very high end photography tours. And I says, you're perfect clients. You know, if you're a busy business person, who's, who's interested in photography, what better way to have a stress-free time away from your business yeah, yeah. than to go on one of these, you know, photography tours, seeing the mountain gorillas or whatever. Um, so she's marketing to people who are big money earners who can, who can do her stuff. But the big key thing with LinkedIn, mm. um, which is different than Facebook and, um, most of the social media platforms with Facebook, you have a Facebook page and say you've got 10,000 people, you've got effectively about a 10,000 reach, but you're going to get between one and 5% organic reach of those people. So mm. you're not, you know, you put a post out it's unless that post starts getting lots of engagement, it's not going to hit a massive amount of people. Yeah. With with LinkedIn, if you had say one thousand followers on LinkedIn, yeah. Now, say for instance, I I have twenty thousand followers on LinkedIn. So if I am if I connect with you on LinkedIn, and I become your first connection, because yeah. your first connection is somebody connected to, a second connection is somebody who is connected to one of your first connections. So somebody who's connected to me but isn't connected to you is a second connection to you if you're followers. Yeah. And a third, a third connection is somebody who's connected to that person. Right. I see. Yeah. Um, so if you connect to me, you've got 1000 followers, you connect to me and I've got 20,000 followers and you put a post out, you have the potential to reach my 20,000 on top. Now, mm. now this is all for free. I have never, ever done LinkedIn advertising and I don't, I shouldn't really say this, but I don't recommend clients to do it because it's expensive. Mm. Um, so all my business and all my clients' businesses come through giving good value content and posting once a day on LinkedIn. It's not like Twitter where you're doing like six posts a day, just mm. telling really good stories, posting content once a day. But I have a guy who I started working with who's a food photographer in London, Victor. I started working with him only a month ago, and he did a mini video, 20-second video of a chef doing a creme brulee and yeah. getting getting the blowtorch on the top. He just did this mini video, put mm. it out. He's he's looking to work with big hotels and fancy restaurants. And he had a LinkedIn following of, I think, about five or 600. Yeah. Within one day, that video had 10,000 views and it started to go viral. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, um, I've got another guy who I'm working with in um, uh, Western Australia, John Rice, um, you can look at his profile. He's a hospitality photographer as well. So he's, he's working with like restaurants like Jamie Oliver's and stuff. Mm. And we only started on his LinkedIn profile two weeks ago. And when I do work with people, I, I do sort of kick the butt a bit. So I says, John, I'm out. I want to see every single day. I'm going to be going on your LinkedIn profile and checking. I want to see a post mm. and, it, and it's consistency. He's done it every single day for a week last week. Mm posting what I told him and doing the connection process I've told him to do. And he got 17 confirmed leads. He messaged us um, yesterday morning to say, Jeff, you won't believe it. I have 17 confirmed leads hmm. and I've got two big hotels already asking how much I charge and how I can work with them. Yeah, that's brilliant. That really is good. 
And so, so what is that process? You would, you, you said a moment ago about the, the connection process or something. Is that, I mean, obviously I, I if this, uh, if these questions are something that you, you only tell people yeah, that are actually signed up for your, uh, for your mentorships, then it, you don't need to tell them. But I mean, what? what oh no, is it? no, not at all, not at all. I mean, I I always work on the basis that I will help anybody for free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I, you know that that is that's how I work. I give value to people, and if they decide to work with me, then that's their decision. I, I never try and sell my services. Mm. Um, one of the key things I would recommend anybody does first, yeah, is niche their profile so niche to a target audience don't be a freelancer and don't be a general photographer on linkedin mm. now say for instance you you are a general photographer you, mm. uh, you know which i effectively was but i had five different businesses and each one had a different reason for being that particular business yeah um because you can't appeal to everybody because if you try and appeal to everybody you're actually special to nobody mm. so you know, if, if you have, and I think we all should as photographers have different sort of like strings to our bow sort of thing, you know, hmm. but you can be a wedding photographer on Facebook, but you can be an architectural interior photographer on LinkedIn hmm. and you keep, you keep both of those postings completely separate. So you're only talking wedding stuff to Facebook followers because they're female between 24 and 38 year old and they're getting married and stuff. They're not going to be interested in pictures of buildings and architecture. Mm. Um, so you've got a completely different demographics of people on LinkedIn. So you, what you do is you target your profile as a specialist architectural and interior photographer. Mm. And you start connecting with architects, designers, construction companies, that sort of stuff. Now, um, imagine, you have a hotel and you're looking to get some shots done and then you're looking for photographers and you see a specialist hotel and hospitality trade photographer and his professional headline, that's a 120 character headline that you can use on LinkedIn mm. says, I help hotels book more rooms mm. and fill their restaurants with attention grabbing imagery or something like that. So you have that photographer or you have another photographer who takes pictures of babies, cats, dogs, weddings, whatever, who are you going to pay or invest your money in? Mm, yeah. It's going to be the specialist. And they, what, what I say to my clients is, you know, what you got to realize is these people have a lot of money to spend on marketing their brands, you know, mm. places like the Hilton, the Marriott, you know, all these big companies, they're not going to trust, they're not buying on price. They're buying on somebody who's the perfect fit for what they do. Mm, mm. You know, so because so, you, you want, you're not going to trust your brand with with some general dog's body photographer. You want somebody who's a specialist. Mm. It, is there somewhere that you actually set a specialty then, or is it just by you know, like for me, I'm looking at my profile now, and it says I've I'm, I'm a nature and wildlife photographer. Um, and yeah. then it, so I mean, is is there anything like a special place where you? Um, and I'm holding up my fingers for the double quotes thing here, where you niche yourself. On yeah uh, yeah when, yeah. Well, what do you do that when, when when you go to connect with somebody? So if you go, if you type in something or you see somebody on LinkedIn in mm. the searches, the first thing you see is their photograph. Yeah. Then you see their name and professional headline. That's the 120 characters that LinkedIn allow allows you to put in. Now most people don't do this trick. Most people will put their name. Yeah. And then for the professional headline, they'll put photographer uh. or like yourself, you know, nature and 
wildlife photographer or something. So what you do is a little trick um, is for your name, in your name category, yeah. first name. So if you look on mine, uh, mm. Jeff Brown, right? Yeah. If you look on mine, you'll see my first name. What I've done is for the first name, I've put Jeff Brown. Yeah. For me surname, I've put photography mentor and author. So I've used my surname to tell people what my job title is. Oh, I see. Now that that means underneath that, I've got that 120 character professional headline where most people put their their job title, photographer or freelance photographer or whatever. What you do there, the key to this bit, is you put in the benefit for the client. Now, what I do, I sell marketing for photographers. Now, most photographers don't give a toss about marketing. They're not interested. It's really boring. But most photographers want the end result, what I sell. And my end result is I'll create a fantastic brand for you and I'll help you make a lot more money, guaranteed, or I'll give you your money back that you invested on the program. Mm. So, so my professional headline is not marketing. My professional headline is helping photographers make a lot more money. Okay. So right. I'm I'm um I'm on LinkedIn right now and I'm searching for you. So if I put in Jeff Brown, is is it not gonna mess that up a little bit because you have a different No, no, surname? no, it should it, it should come up. It should come up. Um so what what does it say after Jeff Brown? I can see a whole yeah, bunch of I actually have to nip onto my uh, LinkedIn while I'm talking to you. I think it says uh, photographers, photographers, mentor and author. Okay. Um, so that, here we go. So I, I can, I can reckon, I can see your avatar now. I had to, the pull down list didn't have you there, but now you're the second yeah. in that. And I see what yeah. you mean. You've got, You've got this big long name, um, rather than just your your two, you know, your Jeff and Brown. So I yeah, see what you're saying. It, you know, when I go to connect with you, if you just saw me as in Jeff Brown marketer or something like that, yeah, that is the first thing you would see, and you'd probably not get interested. But if you see, you see now, you see Jeff Brown, photographer's mentor and author, mm. and underneath that, the photographer's mentor and LinkedIn author, guaranteed success. Mm. with one-to-one -one photography business mentoring. So it's a bit of a mouthful, but when people see that, they're like, oh, I want a bit of this, so I'm interested in this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So if you create your own, like uh, John has done, you know, I help photographers book more, uh, help hotels book more rooms, fill mm. their rooms with more guests, because that's ultimately what he does. Mm. You become very appealing, and, and that's how I've managed to get a following of nearly 20,000 on LinkedIn, where most people, you know, the average on LinkedIn is about 1,000 to 2,000 max. Mm, um, mm. And the funny thing is that I haven't spent any money doing this and I haven't done any LinkedIn adverts. What happens is I've become very appealing to other photographers. And mm. every single photographer on my program who works with me or has connected with me, I said, would you have connected with me if I was just Jeff Brown marketer? Like, no, because... They're not interested in marketing, but they are interested in making money and becoming a success in the business. Mm. So you've got to you've got to make that professional headline relate to exactly what your ideal client wants. Mm. Yeah, I, I've got to I've got to admit I I would be a little bit uh, I don't know cautious myself about changing my second name to part of the headline. Um, but it's you know I can definitely see looking at your your uh, your profile that. It it does make a lot more impact. It's uh, I can 
I can tell. Are, are there any um, like where, where was he? I think uh, Google Plus had a had a thing where you you could only be verified if you used your real name and things like that. Is there anything like that with LinkedIn? Or are they they're happy to for you to do this? Uh, well, there's like when you set up your LinkedIn account, there's like a verification process anyway, um, and you you know you, it, it texts uh, a number to your mobile phone, and then you've got to verify. So that's that's that case, and then obviously you you have your LinkedIn free account that everybody can get. Uh, I I personally use a LinkedIn Premium just because of the number of connections I do on a daily basis, mm. um, because it will block you out after you've done so many connections on a free account. Mm. Um, so the free account's more like for people just, you know, not really seriously using it or just putting their CV on there, which, you know, people used to do about 10 years ago. But the premium <laughs> account is only is only like, what, 50 quid a month? Um, you know, I mean, I was spending 10 times that just on Facebook ads yeah, a month yeah. and, and getting nowhere near the amount of return. Um, so, so and, and you know, and I've never, I've never been flagged up by LinkedIn for, for doing that. Mm. putting my uh, full name into the and and funny funny enough it was a real it was a linkedin professional who i learned that trick off who's got he's got like three times as many followers wow. as i have yeah it definitely is it's food for thought um i i also recall and again i'm i'm sorry for sort of harping back to to google plus it seems like it was my favorite platform and it really wasn't but um they i remember in their terms and conditions they had a thing where you weren't you're not actually a lot of people did including myself but yeah. you weren't um actually supposed to link to any kind of paid products it wasn't a commercial platform is there anything like that on linkedin i mean i can't imagine so with the with the way that you're using it but you know do they have uh, anything no, no. like that no, not at all. I think the the only thing with LinkedIn that um, the the only thing you, with LinkedIn you've got to be careful about, and and this is what I tell people totally not to do, is try and use LinkedIn to sell. LinkedIn is like um, it's a it's a form of social media, mm. um, and I think in the past, since Christmas, so what we're in April now, mm. um, I have probably only done three sales posts, and the sales posts are not like come and buy this. Mm. They're very, very soft selling. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn works if you just tell stories and give people value or talk about what you've done. Mm. So instead of instead of saying, oh, just did a shoot for this hotel and or just did a shoot for this client mm. and putting a few pictures on, tell what the client wanted, what their problem was mm. and how you solved it. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then share some of the imagery and um, to do a LinkedIn status, it's like 1300 characters. So you don't have to do a big, huge thing. Mm. Um and then just put it up and once a day or, or share a few images and talk about why you took them. Never put down apertures and all that sort of stuff because that's not of interest to your ideal clients. Mm. Uh, unless, of course, you know, you're doing like the nature of photography for tours, then people might be interested in that, you know, mm. photography. Um, but it, it's really just a case of being social and being people with LinkedIn. You've got to be known first. So you've got to get out there. Then you've got to be liked and then you've got to be trusted. And when you're known, you're liked and you're trusted, then people will do business with you. It's surprising how many people just message me. And a, a guy signed up with me, um, a guy called Greg uh, McQueen from uh, Copenhagen signed up with me last week. And we did a Skype 
face-to-face Skype because I always like to speak to speak people mm. on Skype. Yeah. He did a free call with us just to find out what I could do for him. Yeah. And he went, you know what, Jeff? He says, it's finally nice to sort of meet you in person, so to speak. He says, because I feel I already really know you because I've been watching your videos that you put on LinkedIn uh-huh. every single day. Yeah. And, and what to do, I, you know, I just give away loads of free tips and I don't try and sell to people. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing, you know, it be of value to people. So people will trust you. Yeah. I think, wow, this guy's really, you know, yeah. he's really looking out for us. Now, I, uh, I mean, that's very similar to what I've been doing via my blog. And that's, and that goes out via um, now Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the last, what, 14 years, I've been um, providing value to people through my posts. And yeah. it's um, for me that, started out just as as a pure sort of uh, a labor of love it's i don't almost don't want to work, use the word labor there but i uh, i started it just because i wanted to share my knowledge and it it turned into something that i was able to it turned into a marketing vehicle without me really meaning to do that um but i so i you know i end up I post these, I only do the, that kind of post once a week because I only post a, a blog once a week. Um, but I I provide those sort of posts 95% of the time, but occasionally I will, I'll release a new tour and I'll say on Facebook, okay, we're now taking bookings for Namibia 2020. Um, and those are the sort of posts that I'm thinking of. And obviously if, if, if that's all you ever post, then there's no value to anyone unless they want to go to Namibia in 2020. And so, so yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I, I, I'm thinking really that the, there is the occasional, I've, I've just, um, released my iOS app or something like that. Um, I just think it, it, it can't be. As, you know, from a business perspective, and just from uh, from a, a per, being personable sort of perspective, I think that it obviously, if if you've got people that are um, happy to follow you just to see what you're up to, then uh, it it's definitely something that you don't want to be doing all the time, or you just scare people away. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of the you know like what I've learned is is it, you know I offer to do these free calls or assessments or people messages and and I reply through LinkedIn uh, voice messaging which mm. is really effective mm. um but what happens is you know people will jump on a call and I'll spend half an hour do a free call tell them how they can improve the business and and a lot of them are shocked by the fact that at the end of the call I'll be well um you know is there anything else you like and they'll say oh well are you not going to tell us about your program I says well I'll send you some information I'll tell you a bit about it and then if you want to join up Mm. just let us know yeah and see because what they're doing is they're expecting expecting to be sold to and i said that's yeah. not the way i work yeah. now i find that works fantastically too is is first of all i've had a chance to prove myself to these people yeah. of how good i am at what i do and secondly even if they decide they, they, they don't want to sign up or they can't afford to come on the program at the moment it's not priority those people will continue to like and share everything i publish on linkedin because to trust me and the found yeah. value in what I do, you know, they became my, my, my like ambassadors sort of thing, you know, yeah. and that's how, and I think if you give real value to people and you become, I think the key for being on LinkedIn is just to be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Don't, you know, um, especially if you're doing videos, you know, putting a video out there, if you're doing a camera to uh, the mobile phone to, to, to yourself sort of thing, you know, and, and you're talking to people 
and I've put ones out there where right at the very end I've made a mistake and I've just went, oh, oh well. Anyway, <laughs> hope you enjoy it anyway and put it out because it's just me. You it's know, be, I'm not you trying to be anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I'm actually pretty happy with a lot of the stuff I'm hearing here because, I mean, there are things like that. I, I spend, um, depending on what I'm doing and how much time I have, I can spend anything from 10 minutes to a couple of hours every day rely, um, responding to questions and things that I get from people. And a lot of the time, you know, I, I, I think over the last four or five years, I've maybe said twice to someone, you know, we've been, we've been going back and forth for a number of hours now. Um, we really should start talk about you at you getting on a consultation, a paid consultation yeah. session. Um, yeah. but the majority of the time, I, I will just, I'll just reply and never try to sell them the consultation um, because it's, you know, it's just, I, I know that I wouldn't like that to be done to me. I do think that, that there comes a point when you have to start talking about, about money, but I think it's um, in this situation, just building the trust is, and that, I mean, that's really a, a big part of what I've done with my blog, um, my blog and podcast as well. Um, I forget who, who was it? Um, I was on a a round table a number of years ago with Frederick Van Johnson. Um, a a friend of mine does the, this week in photo, uh, podcast. And, um, we, he invited me onto a round table at one of the big expos in the U S I forget exactly which one it was as well. And, um, there was someone there who we'd not met. I obviously know who this person was. Um, but, Frederick said, have you met Martin? And he said, no, but I, I know of him. Uh, you know, everybody knows that Martin means quality and, you know, he's, he's got a, a, a lot of followers that really trust what he says. And so that to me was golden. That was really worth a lot because it shows that I've been able to, to build an audience that does trust me and not only trust me, but will talk about me, um, to other people so that this guy, yeah. this guy also had heard about me through that. Um, so, and I think, so the reason I'm saying this is because you're kind of, I, I, I was obviously hoping to get, get something from this chat myself as well, um, as well as, you know, the value for my audience. But, um, some of the things that you're saying are sort of clicking. I think I'm doing, I'm doing a certain amount yeah. right without, um, without even really having thought too much about it. Well, I think one of the the key things is what I call the connection process. Mm. And it's funny enough, I, I really, um, Again, people sort of take the mickey out of us, but I, re- I relate this to to Tinder, you know, because <laughs> recently I was single, I became single a couple of years ago, and you know, you wouldn't go on Tinder and and, and swipe and connect with somebody and then say, do you want to get married? You know, you need you need to build that that relationship up. You can't just dive straight in. Unfortunately, a lot of people do that on LinkedIn, and and um, you get a lot of people, especially um, from from India, who do the um, the photo editing, they'll connect with you. Then when straight away, please buy, we do special price, all that sort of stuff. You know, if they took the time to build a relationship, then I might be interested. But when people just spam you straight in, so what photographers do, they'll either do that sort sort of approach or they'll say a very weak approach or hi, uh, I'd love to connect. If you ever need any photography doing, check out my website. Again, Mm. that's, that's really weak. So what I do is I tell my photographer, so obviously think about what niche you're in. Mm. 
and then connect with. So you do your LinkedIn search to connect with people within that particular industry. Mm. Um, so you're searching for people within that particular industry. So say, for instance, you do uh, photography for real estate or estate agents, you know, trying to help them sell their top end properties. Yeah. So you would connect with them, say, hi, I'd love to connect. You've got 300 characters to use in your connection message. So never connect with anybody without adding a connection message. Mm. And this 300 character, obviously say hi, and then make sure you use the first name because you want to be personal. You're building a relationship. Mm. And the next thing is you tell them why, what benefit they're going to get connecting with you. So you don't try and sell. You say, hi, just love to, uh, I work with real estaters or I work with estate agents just like yourself and I help them sell their properties quicker and faster with high impact attention grabbing imagery. I've got a great little brochure I'd love to send you, mm. uh, which will give you some free tips and advice on how to use your social media. So you send that off to them. Then I tell my, all my clients when they come on the program, we go through creating these free products. Uh, and, and and I've got a designer in Indonesia who who does these amazing brochures and stuff like that for, for like £30, but they're mm. fantastically designed. And what we do is we put packs together, depending on what the niche is, to give somebody something for free that is benefit to them. Mm. So once you've once you've established and that person has been good enough to connect with you, because you said that you've said in that connection message there's something in it for them. Then you follow that up saying, oh, great, you know, it's fantastic to connect. Like I said, then you, again, you put a bit more information about what you do, not what you do as in making photographs, what you do is the solution. You help them sell more properties because that's what they want. They don't just want pretty photographs. Mm. They basically want the houses to sell quick. Yeah. So you tell them how they do that, you know, by finding a, you know, having a consultation, come around, you do this, you do drone, you do elevated, you do interiors, 360. So you mentioned some of this stuff. You never put any prices in whatsoever and you never try and sell. You just give this free guide. Say, I've got this free guide. It could really help you, even if you're just doing the photographs yourself. Mm. So you might put a guide together, how to take much better photographs, interior photographs of properties. You put a load of advice in it. You know, at the end of the day, that advice if they do it themselves, it's still going to be nowhere near as good as what you can do. Mm. That's, you know, like I give my modern advice out. Are people going to implement it? They might not, probably not, you know, because they'll, they'll, they'll read it. And then that's why a lot of people jump on the program because they go, well, to be honest, yes, you give us all the advice, but I probably wouldn't do it myself. I can't be bothered. Mm. You know, I need, I need somebody to kick me backside. Mm. So you, you give somebody something for free. And then what happens is, and, and as John Rice has found this this week, doing that, uh, sorry, last week, doing all those connections on LinkedIn and, and sending out this free guide to hotels on how to how to get more uh, engagement on social media with mm. the images they take themselves, is that when you send this guide for free and you've took the time to really help people who you're connecting with, and these mes messages are all scripted, so you're not spending hours on each message. Mm. What happens then is the people feel, oh, hang on a minute, I've got, I've got to give him something back mm. because he's given me all this and I haven't. So that's why he's had 17 leads and two or three people wanting to book him in the first week because he's he's gone down this process. And then they say, well, so the next stage is, is to have a taster. So you have a taster package. So your taster package might be a fraction, maybe 10% or 20% of your whole package. So if you have a full hotel branding package and it's 1500 pounds, mm. you could say to the hotel, well, right, I do a taster package for 150 pounds 
And what it is, it, it gives you a chance to see, really see the value of my services. Mm. And if you love the taster package that much and then decide to go on to book the big package, I will take the cost of the taster package off the big package. Ah, uh, yeah, I've done that as well. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, so it's 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 a, it's 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 a limited risk. Mm. And then what happens is, you, say for instance, your taster package includes ten attention grammy image attention grammic images for the hotel. Mm. What you do is you deliver them twelve or fourteen images and a nice um, panoramic ban- banner image for the Facebook page. Mm. So you over-deliver them, you, you impress them, you give them more than they expect, yeah. so they go, wow, you know, this is fantastic. And remember that, you know, once you get in with these people, it doesn't just stop there. You have repeat business packages, offer them discounts so that, you know, they're coming back to you time and time again. Yeah. And because it's very hard if you're selling photography packages, and you can even do this with weddings as well, you know, like trial engagement shoots, mm. so they get a chance to, to see who you are and work with you. Yeah. It's very hard for somebody who's never met you face to face before to go from a connection to spending two thousand pounds. Yeah. You've got you give them little stepping stones for a chance. You've got to bring down the barriers for a chance for them to do business with you and realize how awesome and amazing you are at what you do mm. and then start spending the big money. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's all great information you know i i actually wish i was still doing a lot of commercial photography because i'd be all over this <laughs> but i unfortunately i mean i i have here in japan i i really have pulled back on a lot of that i i'm my main thing now is the is the tours and the education and so for me it's it's not going to be i'm not going to be rushing out trying to market my photography services yeah. um but it this is golden for anyone that is and so, so well, i think that you know that a lot of people fall into the trap and 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 and, and that's why i give so much advice away for free because you know when I first started out, I remember coming out of the Navy, you know, I'd, I'd never photographed a wedding. So my first wedding was for free. Mm. Um, and my second wedding was actually for free as well, because I had to get something to get to a portfolio mm. because all that photograph was ships and Marines and people running around <laughs> with guns, you know? And the Royal so family I, you were telling me. Yeah. And the royal family. So it's like, so, um, so yeah, I had to start somewhere, you know, and there's so many photographers starting up who were, way better photographers than me really really skilled amazing photographers mm. and they're getting nothing mm. they're getting but or if they are getting something they're getting people well i want it for 200 quid you know the the group on type people who want anything for nothing yeah. and that really pees me off because these are talented people yeah. but if you can market your services to a niche you know so you're not selling on price yeah and the other good thing is if you sell on a solution or if you sell on an outcome for the client mm. and you're the perfect fit for your ideal client so you're not a general photographer you're a specialist on different platforms mm. going back to like you know why i had five different businesses is the good thing is is these people are not going to book you on price alone yeah and you, ele- you elevate yourself to a more premium level now currently at the moment every man and his dog who's become a photographer goes in at the bottom level. Mm. They start off as generalists as well. Mm. And then all that people at that level can compare you with because you're not specialist with anything is price. Yeah. So if somebody's doing something for 500, you know, you're not saying I can do this for you. I'm really impressive. I, I deal with your needs specifically. You're saying oh, I'm a photographer and just take pictures. Yeah. Um, and they'll say, well, this guy's a photographer. He can take pictures, but for 400 <laughs> quid. And then they'll come back and you'll say, well, I'll do it for 350. And then somebody else at the, 
in this pond will say, well, I'll do it for 300. So it's a pond where all the fishes are battling against price. Yeah. You elevate yourself to the bigger pond where the, the big fish are, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's maybe 20 of these in comparison to 5,000 cheaper photographers, right? Yeah. Um, but yes, there's fewer clients, but the clients there in relationship, there's actually more clients to photographers mm. in the premium area. And the clients are not saying, how cheap can you do it for? Mm. The clients are saying, what can you do for my brand? How yeah. can you make my brand? You know, the, the price isn't, you know, it's surprising how often price doesn't come into it. Yeah. And the you, other good you know, thing is, you know, oh, a lot of big, so a lot of big companies now, you know, every big company is on social media yeah. and, and especially things like the hospitality trade and, um, uh, architecture and stuff like that. It's visual, you know, they mm. want images and these people don't want crappy images. They want images that's going to promote their already prestigious or esteemed brand. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was, uh, I was going to say there, I, again, this is all sort of, um, ringing true to me in in on a different level in in that i when i first started my photography tours and workshops in 2008 so 12 years ago now um i i didn't compare i still don't compare my prices to other people that were doing similar workshops and it turns out that they were actually a little bit um on the cheap side and yeah. i for the first couple of tours that I did, I was attracting relatively cheap customers. I, obviously, not all of them. Um, some of the people that joined my first tours were amazing people, um, but some of them were a little bit like you know on the cheap side, and they were the ones that were hard to work with. Uh, it was it was really difficult to please them because they they wanted everything for nothing. Um, yeah. and then as I, as I realized that, you know, even my customers were telling me and they still do some of them telling me that I should charge more. So I, I increased the price. And the next thing I know is instead of traveling with cheap people that complain about everything, I was traveling with, um, top professionals, business owners, um, and, you know, and, and it became such a pleasure to travel with them. Um, yeah, totally. So, totally. yeah, that's, it's exactly the same sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying this because it's actually it's affirming a lot of the stuff that I'm already doing. Um, but I, I know as well that if, if I was out there trying to sell my services as a, as a photographer, um, at which I, I do know that a lot of the audience are, and uh, th yeah. then this would, this is got really good stuff for them as well. So, well, what, yeah. what I tell to a lot of my clients and, and, and I tell them off, you know, I said like, you know, when you, when you join my program, you are going to get your ass kicked because mm. that, yeah, I want results and, and I'm not going to work with people and just take their money and think, oh, well, you know, if they fall off the program and they don't, you know, they don't complete it. I'm not bothered. I, you know, I've got all mm. their money. Yeah. It's not like that. I want people. I, I love it when people come back to us and go, Jeff, I've just, I've just, you know, I had a guy the other week who he's an event photographer and he charged $500 for an event and we repackaged everything and we put his event out, his same events out at $3,000. Yeah. And then he's Jeff, I've just booked my first one at 2,800. Uh, I'm like, wow. Yeah. But what I tell a lot of my clients to do and, and some of them keep coming back because especially if they've been, if, 
you know, I, I like it when I work with new photographers who've been maybe in management or something like that. And because they're a little bit more driven on the marketing side, mm. if, you, if you've got a photographer who's been in the trade, maybe five or 10 years, yeah. is it's hard to change their mindset, you know? So that's why I've got to, you know, I'm constantly kicking the backside and I'm saying, and, and, and one of the big things that when they're trying to create a premium brand, oh, well, I've just been searching. There's a new photographer in the area and he's doing this for that. Oh, there's another guy he started up. He's, do, he's selling weddings for 200 quid. Mm. And, and, and I say, right, stop, stop now. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about you looking at another photographer in the area ever again. Mm. So what you got to do is you got to pick two photographers to look at. One is the top of the range regionally. So, you know, it might be in a state or a county or the next state or county. Mm. And this guy is the top guy. Mm. And the other one is nationally. So look at the, in your particular niche, you know, the best wedding photographer in the whole of the United Kingdom mm. or the best property photographer in the whole of New York and then also in America as well. Mm. And I says, look at these two people, mm. follow their social media news feeds, follow them on LinkedIn and look at their websites because these people once two or three years ago, 10 years ago, we're doing jobs for free. Mm. We're in the same position as you. Mm. Now, the good thing about being in this position and looking at them is you and, and learning about marketing is you'll eventually start to think, hang on a minute, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. I could offer this. I could offer that. So you then become focused on not following this person, kicking this person's ass sort of thing. You know, mm. you're, you're going you're gonna to get to there. And everybody has the same capability. You know, I've become very successful with five photography businesses, but 90% of my clients are better photographers than I am. <laughs> but I could just market it better, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and, and I, I tell that to people and I just, because what happens is the, the more you look at this sort of stuff, the more it unnerves you and you, 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 it's putting you out of the, the success mindset and into the mindset of negativity mm. and, oh, how am I going to manage with so many other people doing this yeah. don't care about them they make no there's so many photographer marketers out there and mentors i i'm looking at three now mm. who are very very successful international um who charge one hell of a lot more than i do and mm. i don't think they give us personal services i do but i watch them and i'm thinking give me till the end of 2020 i'm going to be above you and <laughs> and that's 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 where i want to be you know yeah. but i want to continually offer value yeah. but i'm not looking at anybody else because otherwise i'll be changing my direction to mm. suit other people yeah go with, go with what you believe in you know it, it can be paralyzing to compare yourself to 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 too many people i think i mean i i'm terrible in that i i don't compare myself probably even enough um but i oh yeah i do have uh, you know, I completely understand what you're saying about f just finding the the few, you know, the couple of people that are at the top, um, and see what they're doing. Um, but yeah, my my wife often asks, "Who do I compare myself to?" And I'm like, "Nobody really." I yeah. uh, for me, it's it's me doing as much and as good a job as I can at what I'm doing. Um, it's like uh, people we. I often say that I really don't care what people think of my images because I shoot them first and foremost for myself. And I think that pleasing yourself is it with photography is one of the, the main things to shoot for. But then of course it doesn't mean that you can completely ignore the rest of the photography on the planet because yeah. you, you know, you need to know what other people are doing 
but I don't think you necessarily need to try to emulate everyone else because you, you don't develop your own um, sense of originality if you do that. And so I, I definitely, I, I don't look at other people's work um, like a lot of people do. Um, but it's, yeah, again, it, this is all really, really good uh, recommendations and information for people to to be getting along. And, and LinkedIn, I I must admit, I'd never really thought of it as being the the platform. I I always thought of LinkedIn as the place where I would get an IT job again if I if I decided that I couldn't you know make enough money yeah. doing photography um, or photography related business. I was thinking, yeah, well, LinkedIn will maybe maybe be the place I'll get a, a job at Apple or something like that. Um, but I I have, of course, um, every time I get a, a connection request, I check what that person's doing. Um, I I have to admit, I've started to reject the um, the clipping, Photoshop oh, God, clipping yeah. services and things like that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. because they they just spam you straight away. So if I see that I'm a I'm a professional uh, Photoshop clipping person, I generally won't accept those anymore. Um, yeah. But I I did want to ask um, every time I log on to uh, or or every time I I do accept a connection, LinkedIn asks me if I want to go through my address book and try to connect with and check to see who I want to connect with. Do you or did you do that? Um, at any point, and do you recommend people do that? Like, just sort of try to blast out to to pretty much everyone that you know. Um, well, what I do is I, I do it by uh, well, first of all, I accept any connection of anybody other than like yourself, the clipping path people, mm. uh, because I don't like their style and the way they try and sell. Mm. Um, but I, I accept connections of other marketers because it's surprising how many people who maybe work in the marketing trade but are keen mm. photographers and want to get out and then run their own business. Sort yeah. Of thing, you yeah. Know? Oh yeah, um, I do too. So, so, so I pretty much accept a connection of anybody, but my connection process, obviously it's different for me, um, in what I do because I'm pretty much international. I've got clients in 21 different countries, mm. but what I do is I'll focus on one particular area or element and connect with that. So say for instance, um, I'll try and use it. Funny enough, I've got a, a client who did really, really successful. Uh, he's actually in my book, uh, for Brazil and he's from, um, Switzerland. Now his niche was so niche at first. I thought, I don't know how well we're going to get the results here. Mm. Um, but he is an ice hockey photographer. Mm -hmm. mm. So there's not many ice hockey, well, especially in Britain. Um, but what he does is he, he follows all the big ice hockey teams and uh, you know, he was an IT guy. So I said, well, what you need to do is you need to start connecting with all the big ice hockey teams in starting with your in initial. So say for instance, you're in a particular, uh, a particular city, you start with that particular city, then you move out to the next city. So you'll do a search and your search would be ice hockey yeah. connected with anybody in ice hockey in this particular city. Mm. So say for instance, a city could be New York or London or Paris, or whatever. Then you would next look the f so that you'd spend a week connecting with these people. Then the following week you'd move out to another city. So you expand on your radius or your, your town of people within that particular niche. Mm. Now, um, this guy did absolutely phenomenal because we started on the ice hockey teams. Then he started to go with the sponsors for ice hockey. And anyway, he ended up 
bag in um, the equivalent of Manchester United in the ice hockey world. Mm. So the top ice hockey team, he became their photographer. Then he started, they were for, they were sponsored or one of their sponsor connections was tag, you know, tag watches. Yeah, yeah. And they approached him and says, can you do some product work for him? So he ended up in with tag. And then from tag, he ended up going to Italy to do formula one stuff. Oh, and this brilliant. was all in this, all in the series of about three to six months. Yeah. Um, but just by going niche, aiming at a target audience in his area. Yeah. You know, yeah. got it. Um, and and that's that's probably the best way, you know. Go and and, and personalize your message so it relates to the, those people. So you know, I specialize in ice hockey photography. I mm. help ice hockey teams get more coverage, build their brand, you know, increase their PR, that sort of stuff. Excellent. And, and that's that's the best way to do your search, you know. So start and and what you've got to do as well is, I mean, like I've got a lot of headshot photographers because that's becoming really popular headshots and personal branding. Mm. And as is, you start really niche with that, but then you would aim, say, for instance, you aimed at a particular big company. Mm. So I've got a guy who I'm working with in Texas, and he says, I didn't realize, but Texas is a bit like the, the second Silicon Valley. There's lots and lots of different um, tech brands there. Yeah. So we go in, his, we niched his profile down at aiming at the tech the, the IT industry. So he's going for likes of Google, YouTube, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So he does the connections, but he's doing the connections to offer him personal branding and headshots and I says, but once you get in there, right, yeah. and you've done a couple of headshots and you've over delivered and you've exceeded what you're supposed to do and they're really, really impressed with you, then you can take the next avenue and go, well, you know, I've been doing your headshots and I've just been looking on your website. I've noticed you're using a lot of stock imagery of people at work, people on their computers, mm, you know, yeah. and you, we, and, uh, women on the phones. I also do, um, people at workshops and PR photography, what about I come in and we get all these new pictures sorted out for your website. Yeah. And then, you know, once you build this relationship up with a client, you, you start by offering them something niche and then you become the, the only photographer they'll ever think about because every time you do something for them, you give them that little bit more. Mm. So you say, I'll give you 50 images. You give them 60, you mm. know, you know, in your mind, you're going to do that anyway. Yeah. You tell them that the pictures will be ready in seven days and you deliver them in two. Yeah. They just, every time they're really impressed with you, you know, eventually, you know, this, this company says, Oh, we're having a company, we're having a, a golf day. We're taking on our sponsors and clients out. Oh, I actually do uh, event photography as well. All oh, right. Well, we'll have you. We didn't know you did that. <laughs> so you're always, you become the only photographer they'll ever think about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the best way to do it. You know, build amazing relationships with, with brands and, and, and companies. Yeah. Excellent stuff, Jeff. This is uh, one of those conversations that I think people will be coming back to and uh, and re-listening to a number of times. Um, I know that you don't like to sell your stuff, but um, I've got to, for the sake of the audience, you you mentioned that you, you wrote a book about LinkedIn. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, um, it's just basically, it's my... Um, it, it's a photographer's guide on how to use LinkedIn. Now, if you if you use this book, um, and then obviously connect with me as well on LinkedIn, I'd be happy. I'd love I'd love to speak to people. Um, um, the book's called The Photographer's Missing Link. Uh, mm. It's just a, a self-published book on Amazon, so mm. you can just sort it on Amazon, and it will take you through how to do your your um, your profile, uh, how to do these connection messages, um, and then I'm I'm actually currently rewriting it. It's going to be going out again um probably the end of may because 
I I myself have, have just joined a program and I'm I'm working with one of the top LinkedIn guys in the entire world. Mm. Um, because I know if I want to be the best photography mentor in two, by the end of 2020, yeah. Um, you know, I've got to a certain level, but I've got to be some where you know somebody who's really, 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 you know, seven figure successful yeah. on LinkedIn, and I've got to know his because I've read nearly every single book there is on LinkedIn and yeah. listened to every audio book. Um, so I think the first stage is is people obviously check out the book, connect with me. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to send them out the full brochure of what I do, and I've also got a, a private group called the the Awesome Photographers Group. It's on Facebook. Now, it's yeah. a paid entry group. It's 20, 29 quid to join, then you pay a monthly fee. But I can only accept people depending on what they do and where they're located because one of the, the key things about the group is that um, I want my members to be able to help each other as much as they can. Yeah. Um. So I would only have, you know, three photographers in New York, but one might be a wedding, one might be a portrait, one might be a big commercial mm. because I want people to give their tips as well and share their success freely mm. knowing that you know their competitor down the road isn't in the group to pinch it mm, mm. got it got it so where can people actually go to i mean i know obviously we i'll put some links into the show notes for this uh, for this episode and that'll be at mbp.ac slash 656 um but is there a just a, a url that you can people can go to your website or something like that just that we yeah, can call yeah, the, out the, well the, the website is www.focusonmarketing.co.uk okay um and then the the group is uh, if you just type in the awesome photography group on facebook okay excellent well i'll uh, i will link to those from the part from the podcast show notes or or the uh, the blog post anyway but uh, that's great, um, and we are just coming up to an hour, so I don't want to keep you much longer. Um, is there anything else, sort of last message, that you'd like to give out to the listeners? Well, I think you know, if you're going to try LinkedIn, one, and this is what I did with um, my group at, in the beginning of January, New Year started off, and I said, right, you know, I'm going to I'm going to kick your butts again. This is a from the the second of January. All I wanted them to do was. Um, Post one piece of content, non not selling, yeah. one piece of valuable content every single day yeah. for thirty days. So that yeah. includes Saturdays and Sundays. So before you sort of do, you, you know, you get your profile done first. Follow yeah. the book or the steps, or contact with me. I'm happy to give you some free advice. Um, and then just just be consistency. You know, right. that you're not going to post one bit of content and get loads of clients and then go, oh, can I be bothered? You know, mm. it's, that's not going to happen. So you've got to, if you want the results, it's got to be once a day. And I said, for most people, social media is a bit of a, you know, photographers jump on and enjoy editing photographs and spend half the day doing it. And I said, you've got to train yourself to get up in the morning. It's literally only 15, 20 minutes, write a post, stick the post out there make a few connections, then start editing your pictures. Mm, yeah. You know, do the stuff that's going to bring you results Yeah. Um, and do it every single day. And then, you know, give it like John did last week, seven days he got 17 leads. I mean, that's yeah. not going to happen for everybody. It depends on your particular niche. But I would say, you know, give it 30 days, you're going to start seeing a massive returns. Yeah. And it's free. It's a free platform. You're not going to have to do adverts. I, in fact, I, I recommend you do not do adverts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
that mentality there though that you just said i mean that that's something that is so important i i remember reading a book a number of years ago called eat that frog and it oh yes have yes, you read that yeah, yeah. yeah I, read I mean that. that's that's basically you get to work and you've got this ugly frog on your desk and you've you've got to eat got to it, it. <laughs> and yeah. it's well, well you know funny funny thing i've just done that before this interview yeah. At five o'clock, I, I was away climbing a mountain at the weekend. I'm, I'm approaching 50, X-Forces. I used to be fit, but I'm getting a bit of a, a tummy. And I said, right, that's it. I need to get me backside. I need to get out there running. God, I was the past three days. It's the first time I've run in about two years. Mm. Um, and Monday, I come back and, oh, my God, I looked in such a state. <laughs> Tuesday, I was slightly better this morning. and It was snowing this morning at five o'clock in the morning in the UK. Yeah. And I got out there and I did... 5k which is pretty crap yeah. but you know by the end of the month i'm probably going to be up to 10k i'm yeah. not going to go nothing to i've just got to do it if i want the results get out of bed do it it's done i've got it done yeah and i'll do it again tomorrow brilliant you know? yeah. and it becomes easier and you, and you, it becomes easier and you also get start to get the rewards yeah yeah excellent well really thanks so much jeff it's been uh it's been a pleasure talking with you today and i uh i know that you know, a good majority of the audience are going to uh, are going to really enjoy this and find it very useful. So, thanks uh, so much for spending your uh, a, a good hour with us today. And uh, and that's totally I, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I hope we get a chance to catch up again at some time. Fantastic. Thanks again, Martin, and thanks to everybody for listening. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Brown. Thanks very much for listening today. If you do enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye bye.